2 Kings chapter 9. Second Kings chapter nine. We ask that when you get it, you please stand. Second Kings chapter nine. We're going to start with verse thirty, and we're going to end, read to the end. Second Kings chapter nine. Second Kings chapter nine, and it reads. And when Jehu was come to Jezreel, Jezebel heard of it. Listen listen to what she did. She painted her face, tired her head, tied her head, and looked out at a window. And as Jehu entered into the gate, she said, Had Zimri peace, who slew his master? He lifted up his face to the window and said, Who is on my side? Who? And there looked out to him two or three eunuchs. And he said, throw her down. So they threw her down. And some of her blood was sprinkled on the wall and on the horses. And he trolled under foot. Trolled her under foot. And when he was coming, he did eat and drink and said, go see now this cursed woman and bury her. For she is a king's daughter. And they went to bury her, but they found no more of her than the skull and the feet and the palms of her hand. Wherefore they came again and told him, and he said, This is the word of the Lord which had been spoken by his servant Elijah the Tishbite, saying, In the portion of Jezreel shall dogs eat the flesh of Jezebel. And the carcass of Jezebel shall be as a dung upon the face of the field in the portion of Jezreel, so that they shall not say, this is Jezebel. Amen. We want to continue in our same uh, theme, reverse the curse. Just grab your neighbor's hand. Just look at them and say, well, don't look at them, but together say, reverse the curse. Let us pray. Jesus, we thank you for this time we're about to share. We ask you right now, Father God, just open my heart and mind and pour into me what is necessary to give your people. We pray right now, Father God, that you just, spirit of truth, reside in this room. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. You may be seated. Amen. Reverse the curse. <clears throat> we have to remember in the book of Genesis, when God created the the heavens and the earth, the Bible says he created male and he created female. Everything that God does has an order. Anytime you see God doing anything in the scripture, he always appoints a head. Even how he strategically made man, he made him with a head and he made him with only one head. And through the scripture, the Bible declares uh, in different relationships uh, who the heads are. Amen? So we, so we have to remember now, in a marriage, the head is the man. 
according to Paul. In a marriage, the head is the husband. The head is the husband. The Bible says that the head of the husband is God, and, and the head of the, uh, the wife is the husband. Amen? So that is God's order of what a marriage or what leadership ought to look like. Amen. Anytime we deviate outside of the order of God, we give the enemy place to come in. Now, I'll give you an example here in the book of Genesis. Uh, when we see the, the, the story of Adam and Eve, the Bible says that he made uh, Adam a helpmate. Uh, and, and Adam knew after, you know, tending the field of God, after naming the animals, he knew that there was something wrong because he couldn't find anybody uh, that looked like him, that he could, uh, you know, that he could uh, uh, work together or that could understand him on a level that no one else could. And God, and he knew that and God knew that he knew that. So therefore, God pulled Eve out of him and gave him, gave her as a helpmate unto him. And they both had dominion. Amen. And I want to make that specify and make that clear uh, that God's order is not uh, to say that, that, that a woman uh, does not uh, have any type of say so. It's not a controlling factor. Amen. Submission is not control uh, in a bad way. It is control, but not control in a bad way. Amen. Uh, you know, I always use the scenario that if you start a car up and get out of the driver's seat and put it in motion, it's going to go drive and it could end up killing somebody because there's no one in the driver's seat. So the car is not submitting to anybody's authority and anybody, anything that doesn't submit has the ability to kill somebody else. Hallelujah. So, so we have to understand now that, that, that so, so God made the order, everything was okay, but anytime the enemy comes in, he does one thing and one thing only. The Bible says that the enemy comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. So he will try to destroy everything that God created. Every order that God created, Satan will come against it. Every uh, person that God creates for his glory, Satan will come against it. The only reason why you're being attacked now is because you belong to God. If you did not belong to God, then you would not be under any attack. But because you belong to God, the enemy is constantly trying to destroy you because he doesn't want God to do what he said he was going to do. He, his job is to make, uh, make God out. Satan's job is to make God out to be a liar, which we know he cannot be. And we know that God has power over Satan, and so do we. We have the authority because he told Adam, I'm giving you uh, a dominion. He told Adam and Eve, I'm giving you dominion. He told Adam to subdue the earth. That means to conquer, to take authority, to take control of. So that means anything that was upon the earth was, was controlled by Adam. So God gave Adam power over the devil. Amen. But notice how the enemy comes in. The enemy comes in through, uh, through what Peter says was the weaker vessel, which was the woman. He comes in through, he doesn't come, God, let me tell you something, uh, men. The enemy will not come through you, especially when you're standing right. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. The enemy has no power to come through you, men. He has no power to manipulate you unless you allow him to. So what he'll do is to be cunning and to be, uh, uh, you know, slick, he'll come in through the helpmate. He'll come in through the woman, the, the weaker vessel. He'll come through the woman, and what he'll do is he'll manipulate the situation and reverse the order. 
The order was that, e e listen, even how God set up, God did, really did not set up Eve to give, to give birth to children. That was man's responsibility because God placed Eve inside of him and anything that was needed, God pulled it out of the man. But Satan reversed the order. That's why he said, in sorrow, you're not going to talk to me this truth. Shall you conceive? There was no sorrow when, when God pulled Adam out of Eve. There was no sorrow involved of it because that was God's design. That was God's order that man will possess everything that is needed upon the earth or that man will be able to supply what needs to be supplied for him and for his family. But Satan comes in to reverse the order. And when he coerced Eve or tricked Eve, uh, as the Bible says, beguiled Eve into eating the fruit and she gave it to her husband, then the order of God was reversed. So now you had the woman being the head. But God didn't respond. Notice what God responds to. He doesn't respond to, he doesn't respond to Satan's orders. He responds to the order that he set in motion before the foundation of the earth. So when he came in, he wasn't looking for Eve. He was looking for Adam. Because regardless of what our complaints and our grapes are, when things happen in our families, when enemy comes in into our family, he's not looking at the women, fellas. He's looking at what he put in place in an order before you got messed up, before you got caught up, before you allowed it, before you messed up, before. He said, I'm coming to the person that I put in charge. And he has put men to be in charge of the community. He has put men to be in charge of the household. He has placed men to be in charge of the church. And the problem that we're having, the reason why our communities are the way they are, our homes are the way they are, our churches are the way they are, is because there's a lack of leadership. And the reason why there's a lack of leadership is because there's a lack of men. Satan will do anything to keep a man sitting on a couch drinking a beer watching football than to come into church and to get instructions on how to change the dynamics of his home. He'll have a man uh, stuck up in a club all night long and can't make it to church the next day. He'll have a man who uh, can't find a job and so disgusted and depressed that he'll sleep in bed all day long instead of going out and finding what is already belongs to him. He'll do anything to keep a man away from his destiny. Because he knows, men, that when we get into our destiny, when we get into doing what we're supposed to do, there's nothing on earth that can stop us. I wish I was talking to somebody in this room. Because everything is under our feet. There's no enemy that has power over us. There's no stronghold that has power over us. When we stand and we're in a position that God has placed us in, we men cannot be stopped. Can't be stopped. Hallelujah. So God sets his order in place so anything that doesn't exemplify this is out of order. Amen. Anything, anytime that the woman is the head over the man telling the man what to do all the time, it's out of order. According to the scripture. It's out of order. Amen. Amen. And so anytime we see this, then we allow the enemy to come in. And then the enemy comes in. And then our children are lost. And then our wives are lost. And now all of a sudden there's shortage of jobs and everybody's getting laid off and fired. Now they're making prisons for who? Men. 
Hallelujah. Tariq in the men's ministry one time said that they, um, they judge, uh, uh, they take third grade test scores to, to propose on what, how many jails they need to make. This is, and they're not making facilities for women. They're making facilities for men. And here, it's not just the black man. It's not just the, the Hispanic man. It's every man alive. Satan wants every man to be destroyed. Why? Because man was made lower than him, but yet had authority over him. You're not going to talk to me in here. Satan is mad at man because man fell and was able to get back into the right position. And he fell and can't get back, couldn't get back ever since. He lost his position and he despises anybody that can lose their position but yet get back into position. So he'll keep us men believing the lie that women are against us. He'll keep us men believing the lie that society, no, society is not against us. We are just not, uh, we're just not subduing the land like we're supposed to. Because when a man stands up, can nobody stop him? Am I talking to somebody in this room? You find a man that's standing, the whole, his whole family will follow him. You find a man that's standing, the whole community will follow him. You find a man that will, that's standing, everybody will follow him because people are looking for leadership. Hallelujah. So we have to understand that God has his order now. And, and, and what's, what's happening is, is, is when we see Satan come in and change the order, God begin to give consequences. He's told Eve something. He said, your desire is going to be for your husband. Remember that in Genesis chapter 3? He says, and your desire. Now you think, what's wrong with that? Well, what that means is that, women, that woman, from now on, woman will always try to be in the position of a man. That's what that means. That, that women, will, that when, whenever there's a leader, whenever there's a man, that, that women will naturally buckle up against authority. That's what it, that's what, that's what it means. So, so, so now, we, now we have to understand that this was a direct attack once again uh, that the enemy used because he knew that if he reversed the order, it was going to bump man out of position. And so now when we, we have to be in God because the only way that we're going to be able to stand against anything is that God be our head. You can't be telling no woman what to do and you ain't doing it. Oh, amen. You, you can't, be, you can't be, be, be expecting women to be submissive and, and, and you can't put food on the table. You, you can't expect women to be submissive to you and, and, and you're not being, you're not doing, you're not a man of God. You're not doing what God gave us the authority to do. You're not protecting your house. You're not protecting your finances. You're not protecting your children. And you want woman to follow you. It don't work like that. The only reason that woman is going to follow you is because she's not really following you. She's following the God over you. Am I talking to somebody in this room? that's when you know you got a man of God when you see a woman following him because in this world that's unnatural you're not going to talk to me in here it's not natural for a woman to follow a man he said that the desire is going to be so she's always going to want that leadership position so that's not natural when you see a woman following a man you know that's a man of God oh I wish I was talking to somebody in this room Hallelujah. That, that's why I say we ought to give God praise. We got these men sitting up in here praising God. They could be anywhere else. And, and, and hallelujah. And don't, you can't look at us according to where we are now because if we got a woman follow us, that means she sees where we're going. Oh, come on here, somebody. 
see, she might, she might not like where we are right now, but, but if she's willing to stay with us, y'all ain't going to talk to me, fellas. If she ready, that means she knows where we're going. She knows that we've got the potential to go somewhere. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. So let me move on here. So, so now he reverses the order. So we now we understand now that woman's desire is going to be for the man. So we understand that what that means is going to be constant turmoil between man and woman in terms of position without God being the authority. Hallelujah. So now we see that all throughout the Bible. We see Rebecca. Because see what Satan did, Satan introduced the spirit of Jezebel. He introduced it. That was the, he, he used the spirit of Jezebel to, 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 to remove Adam from his position. Amen. So we continually see the spirit of Jezebel reoccurring. We see Jezebel reoccurring in the life of Rebecca. When, when she coerced her son to go against her father, go against his own father. We, we, see, we see, hallelujah, we see um, uh, uh, the spirit of Jezebel working through Lot's wife. When she refused to come under submission to what God was doing in Lot's life and decided she wanted to look behind her and was so caught up into how she was living here. We, we, see, we see the spirit of Jezebel working in the, in the life of what the Bible calls Saul's daughter, Micah, that was, that was married to David. That, that when David w was able to get the Ark of the Covenant back, she criticized him from giving God praise. We, we see, consistently we see in the Bible, we see uh, the spirit of Jezebel popping up until the spirit of Jezebel takes on the name of Jezebel and shows up in 1 Kings. She shows up now in the flesh. Now, you know, she shows up in the flesh and here the spirit is running this relationship between Jezebel and Ahab. So first thing I want you to understand is that a Jezebel doesn't want anybody but an Ahab. Hallelujah. So we can, we can lay to rest now a woman coming in with a short skirt and red lipstick and keep calling them Jezebel and watch out because she's trying to get the pastor. And, uh, no, a, a Jezebel don't want a man of God. You ain't going to talk to me in this room because she can't control a man of God. A Jezebel want Ahab. So, so, so what happens is because of our ignorance, we take our eyes off the real Jezebel. Oh, you ain't going to talk to me. And here we're fighting against a, a future missionary. Hallelujah. A, a future minister. We're fighting against them because of their appearance. But yet, there's Jezebels all in the church in leadership telling, dictating men what to do. Oh, you ain't going to talk to me. I know it's tight. I know it's tight. I know it's tight. But it's right. And if your life is going to be blessed, you got to get in position. Male and female. If your life is going to be blessed, you got to get in order. Amen. Anything that out of order, that's out of order, God can't bless. So stop looking for God's blessing if you refuse to submit. And that's the leadership. Amen. In the home, out of the home. Hallelujah. So, so we see now Jezebel here. And, and, um, and so we see this relationship between Jezebel and Ahab. And Ahab was, he was a king. His father was a great captain, a, a captain of an army. But yet this man was too weak to put Jezebel in a place. She manipulated him every chance she got. A, 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 a man that's weak. 
A man, a man, and, and, and women, y'all can probably attest to this, that, that real women don't want no weak man. Am I talking to some? Y'all ain't going to hell for saying that. It's, that's Bible. Huh? You, you don't want a man that, 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 that can't do nothing for you. You, you, don't want a, you ain't supposed to want a man that you got to pay all his bills. You ain't supposed to want a man that, that you can't, he can't take you out nowhere. You got to pick him up all the time. You got to dress him all the time. You, gotta, you don't want no man that's going to do that. That's the spirit of Ahab. And don't no woman want an Ahab unless she's a Jezebel. You're not going to talk to me in this room. Hallelujah. I, I, I know women now, they ain't with the best of men, but at least they work. And they, they sticking around, but they ain't telling y'all, men, they, ain't, men, they ain't telling you this, but they sticking around because you got a job. Oh, amen, amen, amen. That means you got potential. That means you know how to get up in the morning. That means you know how to wash your face. That means you know how to present yourself before men and get a, Am I making sense? That means you know how to put your hands to work and do something. And, and we have to be very careful, ladies. We have to be very careful because Ahabs are also deceptive. Ahabs look like they got it together. Yeah, they're cute. they men in power and position. They, they look like they got something going on. Hallelujah. They, 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 you know, they, they, they're a king. They look like they're something. They, they, oh, man, you know. And, and, they can't, and, and the thing about it, Ahabs can't never keep a woman. So you're wondering, you think these women are fools for leaving them. Y'all ain't going to talk to me in here. But they ain't fools. They just realize that they Ahabs. And we have to understand that this spirit of Ahab has came into the church. And what it does, it weakens men. Causes men to, 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 to be like women. I'm just talking truth here. It, it makes the man take the position of the woman instead of the other way around. So, so therefore, you know, you know, spirit of an Ahab, when, when somebody's an Ahab, they can't do nothing without a woman doing it for them. Right, 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 right. A woman got to tell them what to do, where to go, what to, how to do this, how to do that. How got to, a woman always got to lead and direct. And normally, most Ahabs were raised by Jezebels. See, this thing, this thing don't start because, see, it's all a trick of the enemy. He will have a Jezebel raise you. And you're used to a woman leading you. Oh, my God. You, 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 you're used to a woman protecting you all the time. So you can't do this. You can't do that. So, so, so the enemy knows what he's doing because he's trying, uh, he's trying to weaken your authority. Because as long as you stay the tail, then you'll never get in position. Because the enemy knows that if you ever get in position, his kingdom is coming down. The enemy knows that when, you, that when a man gets in position, then that family is off limits now. Y'all ain't going to talk to me in this room. That that, he can't get into that bloodline anymore. He can't, am I talking to somebody? He can't get into those, that house no more. When a man stays in position, I've come out here to tell you that, that, that these Ahab, that if you just get in position, I don't care if your children are acting up, I don't care what it looks like. If you just get, stay in position. Ahabs don't fuss and complain about everything that's not right. You don't respect me. You don't love me. Now, don't get me wrong, men. Sometimes we got to let the women know that. Amen. Amen. But not all the time. <laughs> 
You know what I mean? They, they, they just keep crying. I'm a victim. I'm in there. I don't know. God has called men to be strong. We don't have, what I'm learning right now is that when we talk less and stand more, then the, then the family, the household has got to come in order. Now, I ain't saying don't put things in order. Amen. Amen. But we don't, we don't have to become crybabies because of the power that God gives us. Am I talking in this room? The power, the anointing that he gives us. The, the power that, that, that nobody else but man can do upon this earth. Hallelujah. So now, we understand that this, this relationship now, Jezebel out, even outlived her husband. My God. When I said she didn't wore that man down, got the man killed. He out there fighting it and he dead now. And, but see, Ahab and Jezebel produced children. Jezebel's household had to die because out of that out of, out of, out of the, the city of Judah out of Judah was where the lineage of Christ was I don't want y'all to miss this so God had to wipe out not only Ahab but Je and Jezebel all of their children he had to wipe that bloodline out because Jesus could not come through the bloodline of a Jezebel He had, to, he had to, so, so they had to die. Am I making sense in this room? So that's why Paul says, crucify the flesh daily. That flesh got to die in order for Christ to come in. So, so we see now, that, like I said, they, now I want you to know something, that Jezebel was so strong that, that, let me just give you some background first of all on her. Number one, she was a worship of Baal. She was a worshiper, a prophet of Baal. She, she, um, and, and that's why God tells us not to marry people outside of our faith. Because she was a Phoenician woman. She came from Samaria. Amen. And Ahab married her and turned his heart against God. And therefore, they, they, they allowed all this worship to go on in God's land. All this Baal worship to go on in God's land and he would not put his foot down or he would not stop it. Hallelujah. And so and she, her, her influence was so strong that even the prophets, it affected the prophets. Elijah was, a, we know Elijah was one of the greatest prophets of the Old Testament. But one thing that, that got me, Elijah couldn't defeat Jezebel. He, he, in fact, he killed Baal's prophets, but when it came down to Jezebel, he began to weep. When she sent that threat out, that's how strong this woman was. And I'm not saying Elijah had an Ahab spirit, but I'm telling you that her spirit was so strong that it even troubled the men of God. That, that, that when she put, after Elijah had stood and killed all these prophets, she sent a threat out that she was going to kill him and the man finds himself under a juniper tree ready, ready to give up. This is how strong that this spirit of Jezebel is that it will threaten the men of, the men of Christ, the men of God. And, and she, she succeeded him. Then Elijah came on. But Elijah already prophesied how she was going to die. But then Eli, Elijah came on the scene. And so, so now even Elijah didn't destroy her. Hallelujah. He says, now, number one, the first thing we have to understand, if you're going to destroy your Jezebel, men got to stand. That's it. That's the first thing. The men have got to take the stand. 
Now I want to show you something that uh, after Ahab died, their son became uh, the king, but then uh, the prophet went and anointed another man named Jehu. He put oil on him, told him that he was going to be the king, and then he ended up killing Ahab's son. And then he began to be, he, he, then he got in position and got in power, and now he was the king over, over Israel. He was the king now over Judah. He was, he was the king now in position. So now what happens is, is he's instructed to kill Jezebel. And the Bible says something very interesting, uh, that, that when he, he, dropped, he rode in, and when he rode in, the Bible says in Jezreel that when, and when uh, Jezebel heard of it, this is what she does. She paints her face to look like a widow. That means she was trying to seduce him. We have to understand that this Jezebel spirit is very seductive. It's very seductive. And that's the only reason why it can get away with doing what it does. Because it seduces you. And so she saw that the king was coming. And so she puts makeup on her face to try to deceive him, to try to seduce him. And then when she called out, but thank, thanks be unto God that this man that was anointed was a man of God. Hallelujah. And because he made a stand, the Bible says that when he saw, he said, he, he lifted up his face into the window and he said, well, who is on my side? Now I want you to understand something, that when he said that, there were three eunuchs. Bible says three to four eunuchs that, that was in it. Now, let me tell you about, about these history about these eunuchs. These eunuchs, a lot of times, served the king's palace. And they served the women in the king's palace. And the reason why they used eunuchs is because they didn't have to worry about them trying to have sex with the women that were in the palace. So they used eunuchs, amen? So now, so, so these eunuchs were up there with Jezebel in her window. Now the Bible lets us know in the book of Matthew, Jesus says there's three different kinds of eunuchs. Jesus says there are eunuchs by birth. Then he says there are eunuchs by choice, those that have castrated themselves or those that had, there was another act was they would tie their genitalia up and, and allow a horse to just, you know, drag, you know, and rip it off of their bodies. And he says, that, that's number, that's a second type of eunuch. The third type of eunuch, the Bible says, Christ said, was a eunuch because of the kingdom. Men that gave themselves to God, my God. And so they weren't castrated, they weren't eunuchs by birth, but they were eunuchs because of the spirit. I hope y'all getting this. And he says, these eunuchs kept themselves from sexual perversions. And I believe that the eunuchs that tossed Jezebel out that window were the eunuchs of the kingdom. I'm sorry everybody here to tell you, to let you know, the only way that we're going to destroy Jezebel in our churches is that we have to abstain from these lusts of sexual desires. Because if we, have, if we deal with lust men, if we deal with these sexual issues, then the Jezebels will always be able to seduce us when it's our time to put them in place or put them in their place. When it's our time to destroy them, they always will come back and try to seduce us. But God is saying that if you want to destroy the Jezebel, you have to be clean of sexual lusts. And if you're not Jezebel, will always have power over you. Because all, all she got to do is put the right skirt on. All she got to do is put the right makeup on. Come on here, somebody. 
And now she's making you do what you don't want to do. But who's supposed to be the head? Out of position. Out of place. And we have to understand that Jezebel is only successful when we deal with, when we have undealt with lust. Jezebel lies dormant until she can find a leader she can control. So there's Jezebels that we don't even know. We haven't even encountered yet because you ain't even in position. You can't even deliver folks because once again, I, I believe we we're not wrestling with flesh and blood. It's not that we're wrestling with the flesh. We're wrestling with the spirit. And when we get in position, man, then we can be able to deliver our women and our children and our wives and our daughters from the spirit of Jezebel. But we've got to stand on the word and stop being weak. Hallelujah. Stop causing women to be your downfall. You ought, you ought to be too old. You're too old for that now. Too old to keep chasing skirts. You've been through too much. You've been down that road again. God kept you. You didn't get a disease. You didn't get nobody pregnant. It's, 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 that's over. God is looking for men now that are going to be eunuchs. Eunuchs for the kingdom now that, that, are going to, that are going to commit themselves to the kingdom of God until they find their Eve. And that's what he's looking for. And if we are not careful men, then we'll be, continue to be controlled by Jezebel. And then we'll have children out of wedlocks and they'll possess the same spirit of Jezebel and Ahab. But if we're going to break the curses, men, there's got to be broken through us. The Bible says that God visits the sins of the fathers, three to four generations. I told everybody it's 160 years. That for 160 years, your family can be under a curse because of what a father did. But we have the power, men of God, to break every curse. I wish I was talking. We have the power, men of God, to break every curse. We just can't, we can't be, we can't let the enemies keep coming and with them same old tricks. The Bible says, when I was a child, I spake as a child. I did childish things, but now that I'm a man, now that I've gotten old, he said, I put away the toys. I put away the tricks. God is looking for men of God. This community is not going to change until we get in position. This world is not going to change until we get in position. Men of God, listen to me. I don't care what she wants. Stop living with her. I don't care what she says. You are the head. If you know it's wrong, stop. Stop allowing her to take you into the bed. You put it into it. Stop looking for her to lead you all the time. You do it. You take the stand. You take the stand. God will bless you. God will, I'm talking to somebody in here. Y'all can get quiet if y'all want. God will honor you. Huh? The Bible says the blessing of the Lord maketh one rich. You know I had no sorrow. I don't know about you, but I had enough of the devil's stuff. I had enough of his blessings. I had enough of his things to know that anything that the enemy gives me always brings me heartache, always brings me pain, always brings turmoil, always sets me back. I don't want anything else that the devil has to give me. I want what belongs to me that was given to me by God before the foundations of the world. 
And I'm talking to the men in this place right now. That I'm trying to tell you, God took one man. God looked for one man. The Bible says that, that he couldn't find nobody on the earth but one man, and that was Noah. And his whole family was saved because of one man. My God. Do you know, you got to look at a greater picture. Not only one man was saved, the whole world could have been saved if they would have listened to his message. Y'all not going to talk to me in here. Because of one man. One man can make the difference. But you know the blessed part about it is we got more than one man in here. Now, one man can save one family. But imagine how many, how many, the Bible says one can chase a thousand, but two can chase ten thousand. Imagine, imagine, men, what we can do. Imagine what we can do. Come on, man. Imagine what we can do. Stop letting society dictate to us what jobs we can have. You, you know you got the authority of God in your, in your, you know what God has called you to. You know what the gifts and talents God has, for you, has, God has given you. Make something of them. Come on here, man. We got it. This is the reason why, so, not, not, so not everybody, but, but those that God is calling to go back to school, we got to get in position. We got to get in position. Whatever it is that God has put in your spirit, in your heart to do, man, stop letting that spirit of Jezebel continue to conquer our lives. And if we're going to put it into place, then we got to make a stand. If the curse is going to be broken, it's going to have to come through the men. You ain't going to talk to me in this room. Because we are the what? The seed giver. We give to the women. Whatever we give them, that's what they take. That's what they make. That's who they are. Hallelujah. We are the givers. And how many people know but that God wants to bless our seed? Oh, God wants to bless our seed. Everybody's standing. This is a clarion call for all men. It's time to get back in position. Time to take care of our kids if we got them. It's time to take care of our wives if we got them. It's time to get in position. If we ain't got kids and we ain't got a wife, consider yourself blessed. <laughs> hey. Y'all, listen, y'all. Mm, this ain't men's ministry. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> hallelujah don't be in a rush until you find that one that God gives you hallelujah then y'all can conquer anything amen amen my God but anyway um, so if, if you, but we, this is a call for all men we gotta get back in position